When it comes to boosting your mental and emotional health, self-care is a great start, but it won't get you unstuck. Today, I'm talking about the limitations of self-care and what you truly need to experience transformation. That's coming up in this episode of The Truth and Our Trauma. Ever sit down to pray and end up thinking about what you need to buy at the store instead? No judgment. I've totally been there. And that's why I decided to create the Ignite Strategic Prayer Planner and Journal. Know what to pray, track your impact, and learn to hear God's voice for yourself. Ignite is more than just a journal. It's a journey. And it's available now on Amazon and at the link in the show notes. Friends, it is a new year. Happy New Year. I don't know about you. I don't do New Year's resolutions. Do you do them? I don't. And the reason I don't is because I often don't think that we actually know fully what the problem is (laughs) and what we need to do about it without God's help. And if we do find ourselves in that spot, it doesn't have to be January 1st. It could be August 22nd. It could be any day of the year at any time that we receive this insight. And that's a revelation. And I do want to go into the new year, though, with revelation. I do want to go into the new year asking the Lord, Lord, what do you have this year? What do you want me to focus on? So if your resolution is based in revelation, then I think you're right on the right track. But as it comes to what we're going to talk about in this episode, I want you to experience a revelation, perhaps, of where you've been stuck and where you're headed. Where this particular insight and revelation stems from for me is in a really dark period of my life. It was back in 2020. I've mentioned this period of my life many times, but it was during the point of lockdowns. And at the time of lockdowns, I had no community around me. It was me and my three kids locked up in the house during the pandemic. And I started to experience very intense panic attacks. I was having difficulty making it through the day without my mind just spiraling out of control. And it really wasn't about the particular situation. It wasn't about COVID and the pandemic and all of that. It was actually about my childhood trauma. I had experienced a divorce just two years prior to that. And at this point, in this dark season of all this alone time, I started to recognize the roots of the anxiety that I had carried with me my entire life. And the Lord had allowed for those first two years of the divorce to be just sort of coming out of a fog But this was actually felt like going right back into it and and in a deeper and more intense way than I had ever encountered before. And so while I'm having these panic attacks, I'm starting to Google what is going on with me. I'm trying to Google where is this coming from and how do I make it stop? I've always been a person who's been very interested in the field of psychology. I didn't finish a psychology degree, but I started as a psych major. And so this is something that has always fascinated me. So as I'm Googling away, I start learning about things like attachment theory and start, you know, analyzing my own attachment wounds and starting to figure out where things have gone off the track for me in my life. And while I felt like, okay, I have this information that's starting to make a lot of sense to me. I start finding myself, though, more and more getting into this pit of despair. And it was because I felt like I had this information. It felt like I could see all the pieces. I could see everything in my life 
just sort of splayed out in front of me, like, you know, a table where you've got the puzzle pieces, but they're they're not a picture. They're just a, a bunch of pieces. And it was terrifying because I started to have this sense of like, I don't know if I can be any other way. I don't know if there's any other way to think about my life or myself or my relationships or God or any of that. And I had done whatever work I could do up to this point, but I just started to feel like, okay, I can, I can see all this and now I can't unsee it. And I don't know a way through. And I was doing all variety of the self-care things, you know, to take care of my mental and emotional health. And this can span from the physical, so getting enough sleep, exercise, nutrition, hydration, those types of things, to various things that we would do specifically for our mental health. Counseling, deep breathing, reprogramming my thoughts, boundaries, all of those things. And I just was not making very much progress. Maybe you or someone you love is in the same spot right now. Maybe you have been in counseling or you've gone to counseling for a long time. Maybe you have done things like EMDR and and you've tried these various different practices, but the anxiety still remains. That feeling of being stuck, like it's never going to get any better, still remains. And maybe you've been in the space where... You know, you you gain hope because there seems to be like another modality or there's another counselor or there's another retreat or another thing for you to try. And you, you do gain something from those experiences, but it's not the thing. It's not the thing that turns the tide that changes everything. And so now you've hit this wall and feel like maybe this is it. Maybe this, I'm, I've, I've gotten as far as I'm going to get in this life. And you're moving through and doing the best you can, but you're kind of in this zombie state. You're kind of in this place of, of just going through the motions as best you can. And you have up days and you have down days, but this maybe just feels like this is the best it's going to be. If you're in this spot right now, I want you to know that what you have done has been helpful. What you have done has been a great start. Everything we know to do to take care of ourselves, what we would think of as self-care is necessary. It's a great start. It's not bad at all. We need to do the work of being able to understand our patterns, know our habits, and give language to our experiences so we know what our starting point is. And that's exactly what it is, though. It's a starting point. Self-care has its limitations. It is not enough for transformation. There are things that self-care cannot do for us. And to understand then why self-care is not enough for us, first we have to identify what is this self? What is this thing we are taking care of and how did God design it? And what then do we need to do to fully care for it? Now, if you'll follow me just down a little bit of a theological rabbit hole, I promise I will get us to a point where things get super practical. (laughs) But I want to set the stage first for understanding where we are and where we're going. When it comes to the various ways of thinking about the self, there are a lot of different ways, even biblically, that people try to understand what did God create. You can see this, for example, in a what's called dualist sort of way, which is you're a soul in a body. Or you can see this in a tripartite kind of a way, which is that you are spirit, soul, and body. Now, I have in the past kind of mentioned here on the show before that I have taken more of that tripartite stance, but after doing some more research, I actually don't subscribe to that way of thinking so much. But either way, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change a whole lot. 
what all these different theories are trying to point to is the fact that there is this interplay in our lives between the natural and the supernatural. Some would say, for example, that the spirit part of yourself and the soul part of yourself are combined, as in the dualist approach, versus in the tripartite approach where these two things are separated, but they're obviously having influence on one another. And to such an extent that we actually don't know where those two things come apart. We don't know the difference between the two. So that's why, however you want to think about this, the most important thing that we recognize is that We have to account for the natural and the supernatural at the same time. And we are really good at the natural part, right? The natural part is the stuff that we can see. It's the stuff that we can test. It's the stuff that we can describe. It's the stuff that we can more readily gain information about and potentially start to understand. This natural realm, this natural man, is what the New Testament Greek refers to as the psyche. It's where we get the word psychology from. And then from psychology is where a lot of our self-care practices are derived. Psychology is a study of that psyche. It is a study of what can be observed and tested about ourselves and our behavior. It can attempt to draw some natural conclusions and offer some natural solutions, which God can absolutely be present in and work in. Do not get me wrong. But as a science, it is still a naturally rooted way of trying to observe what God created. And that absolutely takes us into the realm of the supernatural where there is a wisdom and an understanding that is fully beyond ourselves, that is only available to us by revelation from God through the Holy Spirit. In the natural, we can gain information, but we can't always get the right interpretation. For that, we need an objective standard of truth. We need the Word of God. We need the Spirit of God. And we need encounters with God to have the ability to take what we're seeing and to transcend it, to get beyond it. It is one thing for me to know where the roots of my trauma and my anxiety and my fear and all those things come from. It's another thing to know how do I get past it? How do I start to live as a different being when I've never been this way before? And this is the very place where I believe we get stuck. We don't understand that we are on a journey of being born a natural human being and becoming a spiritual one. In 1 Corinthians 15, Paul really digs into this. But to give you a little bit of an overview, in verse 45 and 46, he says, The first man, Adam, became a living being. That word being is psyche. He says the last Adam, so Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the natural and then the spiritual. And if we move down to verse 49, he says, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. So to flesh this out, I want to go back to that idea of the soul. And just think of it in super basic terms. Think of it as something, like he said, in the natural, as even something like an iPhone. Obviously, that is totally minimizing what God created in humans. But just think of this thing as something that was created and then is getting an upgrade. It is getting a new iteration. It's going to have some new functions and some new features, and it's going to potentially start to operate differently than versions in the past. That's somewhat, in some sense, a way to understand what's happening to us. We are born in the natural. We are born actually spiritually dead. This is why Jesus tells us that we have to be reborn by his spirit. 
that our spirit man is offline when we're born. And then when we come into salvation in believing in Jesus, then we begin a sanctification process. We begin a renewing process in which we no longer look like that first natural Adam that we're starting to grow more and more and more into the likeness of Christ as he transforms our soul. And we start to operate now as a new creation and all the self-care in the world can't touch that. When you think about the old software it took to run your old computers, for example, it can't run the new stuff. The new computers can't even read that stuff. It's insufficient. You have to have the upgrade. You have to have what is fitting for that newer model in order for things to work. And the fact that we're not fully in that spiritual side means that, yes, the the self-care psyche stuff is still good. We still need that. We still have the natural part of ourselves, right? But we also have to tend to the supernatural. And this is something that I conceptualize of, that I think of as spiritual care. We've got the self-care on the natural side for the natural part of our experience. And then we need the spiritual care for the spiritual experience. So I would suggest that the reason we find ourselves stuck. The reason I found myself stuck back in 2020 was because we can only get so far with natural tools on the natural part of our journey. We are being transformed into a spiritual being, and that means we need spiritual care. And there are three areas that I really think we need to keep our eyes on, and I'm not going to super deep dive into all of these in this episode, but three things I want you to consider when it comes to your own spiritual care to know where you're stuck, and where you can make progress. So the first one is that we just don't even know that we need spiritual care. And I sort of just went into that as far as not even understanding this spiritual journey that we are on and realizing that it's something that has to be tended to just as much as our natural has to be tended to. Now, thankfully, God does so much heavy lifting for us. And a lot of what this is then is recognizing that as we abide in Jesus, as we grow in the Holy Spirit, as we seek to be sensitive to his moving and his leading, we will see so much more of where he is trying to direct us in our lives. But what we also have to know about this is the fact that the supernatural and the natural are somewhat at odds. As the Holy Spirit reveals to us things in the Spirit, it's going to cause us to question what we think to be true in the natural. We actually see Paul describing this in 1 Corinthians 2. In verse 14, he says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So one of the places I can tell you that I saw this play out in my own life. So if we go back to that deep, dark hole in 2020, I was trying to do all of the deep breathing exercises that I've known to do. and those were natural solutions to the natural part of my problem. I do need to do that. I do need to take those deep breaths to learn how to calm down my nervous system. That's real. But you can see how in a solution like this, for example, that the spiritual side is completely neglected. So what I came to learn later by revelation of the Holy Spirit was that the reason I was feeling so dysregulated is because I constantly had this fear that I was alone. And I didn't know what it was at that time to practice being in the presence of God. And then once I learned actually to put these two things together, that I could do the deep breathing to calm myself down and I could focus my mind on 
the closeness of God with me in that moment, that's where the transformation happened. That was where the mind renewal happened, as we know about from Romans 12, 2, that we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It is tending to the natural side, but also recognizing there is a supernatural spiritual component that has to be addressed. Okay, this one is for all my overthinkers out there. I used to be absolutely debilitated by intrusive thoughts. Everything from constant worry to just dread of the future, I couldn't make it stop. If you're there right now, I have developed a free downloadable guide to help you get your mind back. It's called Overthinking, Get Out of Your Head and On With Your Life. And you can download it for free right now at uncommonvalor.co. So that's number one, is recognizing that we need spiritual care in the first place. Number two is knowing what spiritual care even is. When I think of spiritual care, I like to break this down into three categories, and we can actually see also examples of what it looks like to tend to each of these categories by the way that we tend to our natural bodies. So that first category is fight. And we think about in our natural body, we fight infection, we fight disease. And when it comes to our spiritual health, that means fighting the work of the devil in our lives. That infection and disease in our spirit is sin and trauma. It's that trauma that is the sin that comes through another person. It's that evil that infects and invades our life. And so when we are doing the work of fighting, it's knowing that we have spiritual warfare practices to cancel out and walk away from the work of the devil in our lives. Spiritual warfare is real. It's 100% real. I have seen deliverances. And this is something that it gets relegated to the realm of the like kooks and the weirdos in our churches sometimes. And you know what? It's a shame. It's a shame. Because I've seen people walking around with burdens. I have been a person walking around with burdens for a long time. Because the devil has had access through trauma and through our own sin. And it's knowing how to rebuke the devil, how to cast out demons. Jesus cast out demons. So there's nothing weird about this. This is biblical. And then to repent and walk away so that we know how to close those doors and live a life on the, the right and the winning side. That second category then is heal. And this is something, of course, we know that we need to create those optimal conditions for our bodies to heal when we've experienced a wounding. Healing, when it comes to our spiritual care, often takes place in community. And this is hard for us when we've been harmed in community. The last thing we want to do is be in community again. And this is why understanding then wise practices for safe spiritual community is so important. And again, this is where the natural can help us to understand things like boundaries and all that kind of stuff. But realizing that there are real spiritual implications for us to be able to create the right conditions for us to heal. It's also for us to recognize that part of the, the optimal conditions for us is to have our relationship with the Lord restored. And as I've mentioned in so many episodes, there's 
a variety of different ways that that relationship gets damaged, but that in restoring that relationship, we open our hearts again to the Lord to be able to be our great physician, to be our healer and our helper, to show us the things that we can't know in our natural mind. There are ways that we are able to meditate on the word and to pray that the Lord can reveal to us things from our past and and wounds that are having impacts on us that we're not aware of. And that only he can can point us to that our natural minds can't conceive of. And this is the stuff that transcends the natural. There is what seems to be a logical cause and effect to us in the natural. And then there are things that are beyond our understanding, but that the Lord wants us to know. He's not trying to hide things from us. And that's where our healing stalls out often is that we don't even realize. Jeremiah 33.3 says, call to me and I will tell you of things that you do not yet know. That is literal. That is an invitation from God to draw close to him as he's drawing close to us and to to open our hearts and our minds to the ways that he will speak to us and to heal us. And then that third category is protect. So we think about how do we protect our bodies? Well, the vast majority of the ways that we keep stuff out (laughs) that doesn't belong is we just take good care of ourselves. We have good hygiene. So what I like to think of as spiritual hygiene is often things that we would just kind of think of as spiritual practices or disciplines. That word is really boring, (laughs) but it is something that we have to realize is part of the care of our spiritual growth and stewarding our spiritual transformation. And without it, we're going to get stalled every time. It's things like prayer. It is things like reading the Bible. It is things like forgiveness. It is things like taking your thoughts captive. It is all of these components. And really what we want to recognize is that this is not just like, oh, I'm checking my box, which is how so many of us maybe grew up with these things. But it's recognizing I want a free flow of the Holy Spirit in my soul. I want his thoughts in my thoughts. I want the mind of Christ. I want his way of doing things to be what is my desire. And the only way we do that is by clearing out the barriers that get put there in our natural, (laughs) the things that get put there by our own thoughts or the way that people treat us and allowing the Holy Spirit to continually work on us day by day by day. It's cultivating that relationship with him so that the flow between me and him is unhindered. So those three categories of fight, heal, protect, that is what I mean when I say spiritual care. And that's that second thing then is knowing what spiritual care even is. So then the third thing for us to keep our eyes on if we want to get unstuck is the fact that there have been and maybe still are great barriers to getting good spiritual care. One of the things I pointed to already when it comes to some of these spiritual care practices is the fact that some of these things have been sensationalized or they've been manipulated. They've been made to look weird. And I hope you know my heart with this. I'm not talking about the normal Holy Spirit kind of weird, right? (laughs) You know, as I said before, there are things that the natural man is always going to look at and say, I can't accept that. I can't believe that, right? I'm not talking about the moves of God that are absolutely beyond our understanding that are incredible. What I am talking about is people and ministries who have taken spiritual practices, like real spiritual things that we find even in the Bible, and have made a mockery of them 
who have held them up for show. I have been in some of these sort of experiences where, you know, this great deliverance minister is pushing down on my head to make it look like people are falling out in the spirit. That's not okay. And the problem with this fakery is that then the whole thing gets thrown out. The whole thing gets thrown out as God doesn't deliver people from demons, for example. That's not true. But you have people who don't even know then that they need it because it seems to be that that is the way that it gets done. The same thing happens with inner healing. There are inner healing ministries and practices, organizations that are adding things to a very basic practice. Very basically, we can encounter God through meditation of scripture, very basically. And by adding all these other things that are not biblical, we're twisting up something that God created for our good and distorting it into this mess that then people will just say, well, no, the whole thing is is yucky and you need to get away from it. Or we see this in churches. We see this with church abuse where leaders have preyed upon their people. We have seen this where the word of God and the power of God has been distorted for a person's own greed and their own benefit. And maybe you've had to be on the receiving end of that. Maybe you have significantly been hurt by a person who seemed to stand for God. And so now it's put you in this difficult situation of trying to piece apart what is God and what is not. And all of this is how Satan works through the greed of people to keep God's sheep away from the shepherd, to keep the sick away from the healer, to keep the wounded away from the great physician, from their protector and defender. And so what I want you to know about spiritual care is that, yes, it is a realm of the supernatural with the Holy Spirit as the guide that we have the ability to walk more in step with him, with people who understand him rightly and are being guided by his spirit and not by their selfish fleshly greed, that the healing and the care that we all need on this supernatural journey is available to us when we follow the Holy Spirit's lead and we learn to recognize what that leading looks like, not only then in our own lives, but also in someone else's life so that we know that he is in it. So if any of these things have happened to you, if any of these negative things describe your experience, I want you to know that you don't have to throw it all out. You don't have to get all the way away from people or you don't have to say, well, the Holy Spirit doesn't move like that. He doesn't do those things. That is absolutely understandable why if you're in that spot that you would feel that way. It's safer to do that. It's safer to say, nope, I just cut the whole thing off. But there's going to come a point if you're not there already where you're going to hit that wall. And the only way to get through the door is to open up to possibilities again. That's why I started Uncommon Valor. I wanted people to have the ability to start to explore again, to start to imagine possibility again, to hear stories on this podcast of people who have had these encounters and know that it's possible for you, to hear people saying things and teaching things that echo the true heart of God and maybe not the greedy voices that you've heard of the, the liar and the deceiver, where we can examine how we can pull this supernatural reality, these spiritual realities into this natural life. 
and most of all, where we can finally leave the lies and the harm and the trauma and the sin behind that has been capturing our souls and to begin to learn what it is to walk in step with the Spirit, to abide in Christ, and to experience a degree then of flourishing and vitality that perhaps we never imagined was possible, to get unstuck and start living in this more transformed life as we go from glory to glory. Now, I know this episode was a fire hose. I know I threw a ton of information out there, but that's not the point. It's not to get more information, right? I just want you to have a sense of all of the varieties of possibilities that still await you. And as we start to together explore this area of spiritual care, have the sense, though, that the Lord will lead you in whatever the next right step is for you. He is the one who knows exactly what you need, and he's going to make sure that you get it. Shalom. Thanks for being with me for this episode today. I hope you'll come back again. And in the meantime, you can follow me over on social media and find out about our resources and services over at uncommonvalor.co.